Hello and welcome to the Bloodstream Podcast, a show serving the greater bleeding disorders community. Brought to you by Believe Limited and Bloodstream Media and made possible by our presenting sponsor, Takeda. I am your patient advocate and host, Patrick James Lynch. And I am your special guest co-host, Mel Forrest, flown in from that little thing we call the Pain Podcast. Oh, that little old podcast puppy now. Oh, that one, that Pain Podcast. <laughs> I escaped for the day to swoop in and join Bloodstream here in place of that nonprofit nerd and other host, Amy Board. Shout out to our friend, Amy. We miss you, girl. We miss you, Amy. And we're also happy to have you here, Mel. Thanks for being here. Thanks. I'm just grateful to be here and to be letting you know, listeners, that today's podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. Please speak with healthcare professionals before making any treatment decisions. You better be so informed and entertained by the time you're done listening to this. That is what we are all about. On today's show, Mel and I speak with members of National Hemophilia Foundation's education and chapter services teams about the upcoming Bleeding Disorders Conference. August 25th through the 28th, we highlight standout features of this year's program. We share highlights from BDC's past. And Mel even learns BDC's best kept secrets. You can't miss that. I genuinely learned a lot from them. And I think, <laughs> yeah, and I think I'm going to enjoy the conference now more having talked to them. I, and I hope the listeners will as well. And I appreciate that you're listening. Thank you, listeners. Please subscribe to and share the Bloodstream Podcast with friends, family, colleagues, strangers, really anybody. You'll find Bloodstream Podcast on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud. You can also now stream full episodes directly from the Bloodstream Media Facebook page or by going to an episodes page on bloodstreammedia.com. Mailbag at bloodstreammedia.com is where you can send any questions that you have for the show, send us any topics that you want discussed, any names of guests that you want to hear from, or you can let us know if you'd like to receive information about other Bloodstream Media or Believe Limited projects. And of course, you will find Bloodstream Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Uh, no TikTok? No, no TikTok, not yet. It's all haunting season all the time on TikTok for us. Haunting season! Go Josh! <laughs> yes, indeed. Go Josh! Um, lastly, before we dive in, listeners, today's Bloodstream episode is brought to you by our partner, Takeda. Are you or a loved one using or thinking about using Factor? Takeda's new My Factor Fam program is a personally designed digital resource where patients and caregivers can receive education and information tailored to your specific needs and interests. For more information, visit Takeda's My Factor Fam homepage at myfactorfam.com. Wherever your bleeding disorder takes you, Takeda is there to support you. Visit myfactorfam.com. Okay, so Mel, I want to thank you for being here and for for escaping the pain podcast universe, oh, as it I were. Had to claw just, my way out. I know Greg makes it really tough to get out of there. I know it's <laughs> it's a real real challenge. Um, I know we're coming up actually. I think on maybe a teaser by the end of the month or something like that for the season three of the pain pod. What can you tell us about season three? Okay, I'll give you a little insider info. I'm yes. really excited. So yes, a teaser is dropping at the end of this month. And um, right now we're fully immersed in the writing and the interviewing for the season, sure. which obviously very excited about. Um, but in the past, we've talked about the biopsychosocial approach to pain. And we felt that we've covered the biology and the psychology of pain. And this season, we really wanted to dive into the socio-environmental factors. Mm. So season three of the pain pod will revolve around highlighting variances of the pain experience across different cultures and micro societies in the U.S. Mm. with a particular emphasis on the access to care. So very exciting stuff. Super, super different, I think, from the last couple seasons, yeah, but yeah. really, really exciting. 
and relevant and important yes. and all part of the conversation about how is pain affecting us in America? Is Are we in a pain crisis? Yes. Um, so, I, And shout out to Tremo Pharmaceuticals, the sponsor of that show, for giving us the opportunity to explore this uh, focus of pain in season three. This was something that um, you know I think would have been hard to come out of the gate kind of mm -hmm. focusing on, but the work that we've done thus far has, I think, enabled you and Greg and the team to focus on this, uh, what did you say, like the environmental and social? The socio-environmental factor. So it's yeah, the, yeah. the, you know, the biopsychosocial, it's like the social we're finish, act. Yeah, yeah we're we finishing it word. up. We did the bio, we did the <laughs> cycle. Okay, we got to do the social. Um, well, cool. So teaser by the end of the month, we'll certainly have that uh, come through here on Bloodstream. NHF preview party coming up with the team from NHF. We actually just finished that conversation. So a little look behind the curtain. We already did it. Uh, <laughs> we won't pretend like we didn't. So I guess asking you a little bit on the heels of that conversation that the audience is about to hear, what are you most excited about or looking forward to for the conference this year? All right. I got to say Teen Impact Awards first. They're always so exciting. And like I say it every year that they just keep getting better. They do. Tune in on the 26th. 26, 25th, 26th. 26th. 26th? 26th? I can't get any of the dates straight, but she's right about this. It's the 26th. <laughs> um, uh, super exciting. Going to be a really fun one this year. Um, then for as far as uh, programs, I'm really excited to dive into the pain programs. There's one called Pain Explained, and it's about pain within the bleeding disorders community and the neuroscience behind that. And then there is a, I believe it's the uh, psychosocial research of pain and so there's mm. a it's a two-hour one so it's a it's a doozy and it has a lot of really great people speaking so i think there's a lot to learn from that so i'm super excited to uh dive into that one it'd be cool to have you come back on after bdc when pain pod comes out to talk about pain pod but also to kind of get a recap of what did you learn from these pain sessions during during the bdc that would be interesting to hear about yeah a lot of highlights. I'm sure I'll learn a lot. Cool. All right. So now we, uh, we'll have you back on to talk about that. We just committed Mel to a bunch <laughs> yeah, of sessions on pain, I've got to too. Come. Patrick, what are you excited about? Can I ask? Uh, no, you can't. Sorry. <laughs> so moving. Um, you know, this year, I guess a few things. There's the, the science fair, which debuted a few years ago live. And last year, like everybody, we had to pivot um, on the fly to a virtual environment. But this year, we knew we were going to be in this environment, so we were able to expand, offer some more modules, create some additional videos to help provide a more comprehensive virtual experience of the science fair, something that is so specifically built originally to be an in-person experiential kind of uh, element of the, virtual, of the exhibit hall. Bringing that to a virtual environment in a satisfying way has taken some time. So I'm excited to get feedback on people's experiences of like the 20-minute self-guided tour. What Ooh. do they think about our quiz? You can win a cool <gasps> prize. Uh, it's a very cool so prize, cool. actually. It's one of the cooler prizes that we've made available. And we've made some cool prizes available before. So I'm looking forward to that stuff. And um, I'm I'm looking forward to there being one event that the – the larger national, and I think to a degree, even global community is kind of paying attention to and talking about on the Facebook groups and in text chains and wherever else. Um, it's been hard to feel like a cohesive community for the past 18 months. And BDC is one of the events annually that really brings the community together. I'm hoping and I, I, I do believe that even in the virtual environment, based on the experience from last year, that that energy will be there, you know, that there will be the moments that really feel like we're together, we're here, the chat's alive, you, or you're in a network, you know, a, a, a social event and are able to actually talk with the other people who are in a room. 
So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Th that as much as any particular session or speaker or anything like that. Yeah. Coming together. Coming together. Coming <laughs> together. It's an important part of this whole thing. And it's just been harder to do of late. Um, so let's jump in. We have this big conversation. We get to cover a lot of ground with our four friends from NHF. I also want to take a quick moment to thank all of the sponsors of the BDC. It is not an easy event to put together as we get a little uh, uh, behind the scenes of here momentarily. And it only happens because of all the sponsors who commit to the BDC and all that NHF is offering through it. So thank you all. There is the virtual exhibit hall with the science fair, as we just talked about, as well as with a whole lot of other booths of exhibitors and people who are presenting during the conference. And I'm kind of, you know, so go back to your excitement question. Again, last year, everybody was like, oh, what's virtual? We got to just figure it out. This year, everybody knew to prepare for this. So I'm also excited to see what all the virtual booths and virtual offerings are, just because like this is only the second virtual conference and probably going to be only the second like fully virtual. If Even if we go to a hybrid or something going forward, I don't think we're going to stay in this virtual environment exclusively for that much longer. So on the second and only one we all knew was coming, what's everybody do? It's like an exclusive, you know? Yeah. They stepped it up. <laughs> You're not going to get to see this after this conference. So, cool. um, so yeah, to check out the science fair in the virtual exhibit hall and then like, you know, go around, click around, see what else you can find there, see what else you like. And one other quick note on the conference before we go into the interview. We're going to talk a lot about how many different kinds of sessions there are and the tracks and how you can bounce around. Something important to keep in mind, there's a lot of sessions going on, some going on overlapping each other, and you're like, ah, I can't make both of those even in a virtual environment. Well, a benefit to virtual, every session is being recorded with some exceptions. There's some exceptions to that, but almost every session is being recorded and will be available subsequently for 30 days. So if you can't make a session at its originally scheduled time, or if you want to experience it again, because sometimes these things are dense and you get a speaker who's got, who's Dr. Pipe and he's just got like a lot to say and you can't write quickly enough. Not that I've ever <laughs> had that experience in the room before. You can go, you can live it again. But you do have to be registered. So hemophilia.org, make sure you're registered, whether you're going to attend sessions the 25th through the 28th, or you're going to attend sessions for the month thereafter. You do have to be registered. Uh, anything else we should touch on, Mel, before the interview? Oh, I think that's it. Some really great gems in there. Well, let's, let's look at those gems. <laughs> <laughs> National Hemophilia Foundation's Virtual Bleeding Disorders Conference is taking place August 25th through the 28th, which is somehow imminent. The BDC is NHF's signature event and highlights the Foundation's strong commitment to education. And joining us today to discuss that commitment and all that the BDC has to offer are, and when I say your name, by the way, I'm going to ask everybody to say hello to the audience. So they can hear your voice and kind of know who goes with what voice. And if you could share what number BDC this is for you, mostly because I'm interested to know, that would be, oh, I saw some looks. People were not ready for that question. And we will start with uh, education specialist, Nicole Scappy. Hello, and welcome back to Bloodstream, Nicole. Hello, Patrick, and I love how you start with me. And I'm just sitting here counting my fingers for those who can't see, but I would say it's like number 18, which is pretty insane to say. Wow. So I'm um, going strong. Wow, number 18. Okay, so we have some well-informed uh, uh, insights coming from Nicole Scappy. During today's conversation, we have Manager of Education, John Velasco. Hey, John, welcome to Bloodstream. Hey, how's it going today? It's going well. So what number is this for you? This is my fourth one, my second virtual, actually. So really excited to uh, be here with you all and to explore this new world of uh, where we are virtually and giving education. 
We're happy to have you. Thanks for being here, man. We have the Vice President of Education, Kate Namaker. Hello, Kate. Thank you for being here. Good to see you as always. Yeah, super excited to be here. I think it's been seven, seven years for me of BDCs. Okay. Would you remember what your first one was or where it was? It was Texas, although we've done a few there. So (laughs) (laughs) and then we rotate between Florida, California, you know, back and forth all the time. Um, So, yeah, one of the Texas, one Dallas. Yeah, I think one of the least descriptive or useful things people can say to me is, oh, we met at that event in Orlando. I'm like, oh, you're going to have to, we need so much more information to narrow that one down. Um, And lastly, we also welcome the Director of Chapter Development, Christy Harvey-Simi. Hi, Christy. Welcome to Bloodstream. Hello. Thank you for having us. And so this is what number for you? This is number 11 for me. Oof. So uh, Nicole still has me beat, but uh, but I'm, I'm close on her heels. <laughs> wow. So, com- I mean, combined, this is getting very impressive. There's a lot of experience here. Um, so again, thank you all for being here. Mel, I'll toss to you to kick things off for us. Love it. I'd love to kick us off. So this is going to be my second BDC, um, only virtual, never in person. And I'm very much looking forward to it, but I'm also feeling a little overwhelmed, to be honest. So I was wondering if any of you have a favorite story or highlight from a past BDC that you could share with me to help relax me and calm my nerves. (laughs) I'm happy to dive in first here. Uh, There are many, but BDC has this, you know, the sense to it that is a little more challenging and virtual of literally the hugs. Everybody coming together, they haven't seen each other in a year, maybe longer, the community truly coming together, making those connections. And a specific story was about two years ago, I think, or maybe three, at one of our last in-person conferences, a gentleman in his 60s who was coming for our rare bleeding disorders conference within the conference, um, like kind of frantically was looking around, trying to find this room. He's like, where is it? Where's the factor 13 deficiency reception? I've waited 65 years to meet someone else with the same condition I have. I wow. just can't wait anymore. I, mean, I was like, we were all crying. You're like, this is why we do this. This is so amazing. And quickly directed him there. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Wow. That's a great story. Christy, how about you with your, uh, with your, what was it, 11 years, did you say? What, any stories stand out to you? 11 years. I have a lot of stories, actually. <laughs> but I, I would think imagine. One of, uh, one of the ones that I, that really um, makes me proud is uh, three years ago, um, we had our first LGBTQ reception. And um, everybody, you know, we thought, oh, we'll have like 25 people there. And there was like 75 or 100 people there. And it was one of the proudest moments I've had at NHF where I really felt like um, we brought the community together outside of a bleeding disorder, but just it was just magical and to see the support of the LGBT community as well as all the allies that showed up it was more than we could have ever asked for and it was a really it was just a really great moment and there's so many moments like that at NHF that happen you can't keep track of them all <laughs> that's great that's a great story I, I think I remember that too what do you do you remember where we were for that one it was actually in Washington DC it was in, in DC. DC and I remember the oh, hotel was-, was kind of, and we were worried nobody was going to be able to find it because it was kind of back around a corner and then people just started rolling in and we were, oh, it was just amazing. But yeah, it was DC. I will never forget that. That's fantastic. <laughs> that is amazing. John, what about for you? Uh, that's you know a great question because just like Christy, there's so many great stories. And I think that's what's so amazing about this event is that it brings everybody together and that leads into the story here where 
for me, that moment was when this woman came up to me after a presentation with the VWD um, pre-conference. And she comes up to me and she says, John, this is the first time I'm seeing myself represented. And she was talking about the presentation focusing on Muslim women. And, you know, there she was wearing her hijab and she was almost in tears with her family and said, wow, you know, I, I really felt included. And I think for, for her, that was so important. And I took that message to streamline through everything that we do, that we're really making that effort to bring the community together. When we say community, we're looking at all communities. So for me, that was like a very special moment and I always hold it dear to my heart. You know, I've uh, I've become a fan of saying over the year, one of the things I like about bleeding disorders is they don't discriminate. They can pop up amongst anybody anywhere in the world. So you get a little bit of a cross-section of humanity, I feel like, when you come to the BDC and to see the way the conference has um, acknowledged all the different cultures and communities and people who do belong to the community and providing specific sessions and tracks to guide those experiences. That's been very, very cool to see develop over the last number of years. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Nicole, no pressure. Only 18 years to think about. Uh, what's your favorite memory? No pressure at all. So mine is a little bit different than the groups. And I love what everyone has said. And I definitely have some moments where people have come up to me and they will warm my heart forever. But mine's a little bit more about, so this was BBC in 2016 in Orlando. And this is when NHF hosted the World Congress as well. So I was lucky enough to be a volunteer at the Congress and as well as be at the conference. So that was amazing. But specifically during the meeting, um, we run around the staff. We run around all day. We, we never see each other. We're kind of just walking when we wave and we just keep going. Um, but at this event particularly, a lovely individual named Grant Hira, who is who was leaving NHF at that time to pursue his career in hematology, um, I remember we all snuck and had a surprise party for him, like out back on the grass in the lawn. And there was about like 30 NHF staff there, and he was so shocked. But we got to spend some real quality time together. And we took this, I don't know, those who are watching this amazing group picture in the lawn, um, for those who aren't watching, it's just like a bunch of us smiling on the lawn at a hotel. But um, it really just, every time I look at it, it reminds me of how much I love what I do and that I also have an NHF family. Um, so that would be mine. That's a great one. And I love that you get a photo from it. It's like when you ride your favorite roller coaster and at the end you can have a picture to remember it by. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Our audience has some working knowledge of, of NHF and the BDC and probably even of your respective roles. But I'm curious specifically, and I think it would be helpful for our audience to know, Kate, let's take your role and department, for example. What were your responsibilities specifically in preparing for the virtual BDC? Yeah, I, I kind of feel like it is a 365-day-a-year role. <laughs> it's all culminating now, but our work for this conference, frankly, started last year at last year's conference. The evaluations people fill out, like we process them and evaluate, you know, like analyze them right away and take that. And, you know, one of the beautiful things about this process is we have a bleeding disorders planning committee. So everybody on the education department as well as staff members from our policy team and our research team come and recruit community members to represent all of those different facets that you all just talked about of the community, patients, family members, spouse partners, all these different types of, you know, different representations of the community to come and help us plan a really good meeting the next year, looking at what went well, what didn't, and then planning the next go round. So then there's sort of like months of months of that. <laughs> um, and it's really recruiting the speakers. What are the topics that are that are key and relevant? And, you know, what are the, what's the latest? But also, what are the consistent things that new families that come every year need some basics on 
and how can we continue to be more inclusive as a community, as a conference, to make sure that we are really meeting the various different communities within our community. So that is a lot of working parts, and the entire team has sessions that they're responsible for. And I will say this year, sort of the new thing is really that it's it's taken a new turn with with being virtual again and you know we had to pivot last year we'd already planned an in-person conference and then switched this year we were planning virtual all the time so really thinking about how can we make it a better experience in a virtual setting but what are what are some of the things that are more challenging that maybe don't make sense to do in a virtual setting. Um, and so all that community connection, we have to work even harder to make some of that happen because it can be challenging over a screen. And then the final thing is that's not the only thing that happens. In our planning committee process, the healthcare provider tracks as well as the chapter tracks are all meeting and planning their own meetings, own sessions and tracks at the same time. So we're sharing ideas. Hey, for healthcare providers, they're talking about the VWD guidelines this year. Are we as well? Are, who are the experts they're bringing in? Should we share and collaborate? And that's something that's super unique to this conference. Very few conferences have patients and families as well as nurses, social workers, physical therapists, hematologists, and chapters all with their own tracks at the same conference. In a virtual setting, it might feel different, but absolutely in person, people can go to any session. You don't only have to stay in one track. We just label them so that we kind of can guide you and hopefully you can find sessions that are relevant to you a little faster. But unless something says close, you can really go wherever you'd like and learn and experience with others from various aspects of our community. So I, I know Christy can probably talk a little bit more about the chapter side of it. Thank you, Kate. Yeah, Christy, would you? Yeah, so um, I planned the chapter track, um, which is really geared towards um, chapter executive directors, staff, volunteers, and board members. So really, our planning process really looks at what are the trends in the nonprofit world, what are people doing in the areas of fundraising and programs and services, and then also looking at and, and really talking to our chapters about what, um, what challenges and what obstacles they're struggling with. And obviously, with COVID, there has been a lot. Um, and so really, there was no, um, there was no shortage of um, information that we could provide, but really, our job is to really look at how do we help improve chapters, um, services, and programs to the bleeding disorders community. And so really looking at how do we provide the resources and the education to help chapters overcome some of these obstacles that they're experiencing. So really um, exciting stuff like, you know, as we're moving in out in and out, I should say in and out of COVID because we are moving in and out of it. Um, but, um, you know, what, what does virtual look like versus in-person versus hybrid? Um, one of the things that we found is that we have reached, a lot of the chapters have reached a lot of people in the bleeding disorders community through the virtual environment that they have not been able to reach in the past? And do we go back to um, sort of business as usual, everything in person and lose those people that are really gaining some powerful knowledge through the virtual realm? So how do we really create that hybrid? So that's one of the exciting sessions uh, that we're working on. And also looking at, you know, uh, burnout and mental health is really, really a, a major topic. Um, you know, these executive directors and staff and board, they work really hard. Hard. And and they they're giving a hundred percent of their time all the time. And how do we make sure that they're taken care of as well? Um, so really looking at how do we address burnout? How do we address mental health among the people that are providing the services? So our, my angle is a little bit different in chapter um, in the chapter track, but 
it all works together and it's really exciting. That is awesome. I don't know why I'm feeling overwhelmed now. You all have so much to do and are covering so many bases, you know, for this year and beyond. Um, So thank you for doing that. But what about you, Nicole? I mean, you wear a lot of hats. They look amazing. Um, How have you been getting ready for, I don't know, like the biggest event of the year? (laughs) That is a very great question, Mel. Um, Lots of preparing, but I would start as John would say, uh, taking lots of deep, mindful breaths because John sometimes have to call him and be like, John, tell me to take deep breaths. Um, So that's probably number one. But right now we're really just in the preparing speakers to make sure they feel very comfortable and prepared. This week I know for me is a lot of like rehearsals and logistics talk. Um, and I have to prepare to speak for the sessions I'm speaking at as well. I'm speaking in a few sessions this year. And this is ridiculous, but I have lucky shoes. Now that I work from home, I don't have to wear high heels anymore. And I'm going to show you guys them because they're my favorite shoes. But they're my fish flops. And they're my lucky shoes. And I wear them. And yeah. <laughs> Those are... <laughs> That's so, everything. Those are everything. Greg, if we're not getting a picture of that to put on social media, we should I shut down that. the podcast. They're the best shoes ever. Just the most to compliments I've ever gotten a pair of shoes. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know, I didn't even think about the fact that high heels are probably like how much of a comeback are they going to make in environments where they shouldn't have been in, in the first place and shouldn't have might be strong. I'm speaking from my own point of view here, but um, you just got me thinking about that. Um, not, num- not number one, you know, in the like, what does the future look like? Not on the priority list, number one, but now it's on my list anyway. I love it, Patrick. We have this part of our staff training every year about like tips and tricks for staff because like Nicole said, in an in-person event, we're running everywhere and like it's a bullet point. We always talk about shoes. So this year, I don't think it's going to be on the staff training and now nicole that is all i will think of when i see you presenting is your fish flop how could one <laughs> think of anything else and you know when kate when you mentioned earlier how people can join different tracks that was one of the things i liked most about last year um and i'm looking forward to this year is okay this session ends at 9 50 and that starts at 10 or whatever it is but i'm not trying to walk a mile down the hallway on marble or something terrible and passing people I'd like to speak to, but I can't right now because I have a thing and it's crowded over here and now I'm there and I'm kind of sweaty. I didn't get a coffee. What? what oh, I missed the beginning of the session. There, there are some practical challenges for all the hallway hugs and benefits of the in-person, which I am, you know, number one. I, yes, I am all in favor of the in-person value. I do really like the part where I can sit at home from the comfort of my own home and the diversity and range of speakers and expertise and everything that the BDC offers. And I just I can just be at home and, and take it all in that on the other side, like that's a huge benefit and I can wear my fish shoes. So it's just a win all around, a win all around. John, you did get name dropped there. So I want to ask you, what are you most looking forward to at the BDC this year? Well, you know, I guess I already made it if I'm already being name dropped. So that that's that's good. So thank you, Nicole. Um, Big stuff. <laughs> so this year, you know, we've um, every every BDC is special, and I think what makes this year special as well is that it's our second virtual, so we kind of got our groove on. Um, but what's so beautiful about it is that it's also because it's virtual, it's international. We have people from so many different countries able to come and also from different parts of the United States, which in the past, it wasn't, you know, an, an ability for folks to do that or a possibility, just because finances, school starting for some in some states. So really excited about that. Um, but, you know, we have this year, um, as we did last year, we actually have nine sessions devoted to yoga and meditation for folks. 
So Nicole, talking about those deep mindful breaths, we actually packed that in. You know, Chrissy talked about mental health. And when we're looking at mental health, we want to approach it from so many different angles, not just so much the crisis components, but also to the everyday issues that we're going through. So we wanted to make sure that we offered some of those sessions for folks uh, so they can do it in between their sessions or in between changing their flip-flops into their fish shoes or whatever. Um, but in addition to that, we have for the first time our, a plenary session that's solely devoted to mental health. We've got three incredible speakers that are actually new to BDC this year, uh, really diverse in terms of their culture, their background, and what they bring. And their focus is looking at some of the issues that people have been dealing with, the psychosocial issues from the past 16 months now. So not just with COVID, but everything else that's been happening in our society. So really excited about that. And then as a Latino, I'm also ultra excited that we actually have a couple of Spanish sessions. Uh, one specifically that is focusing on mental health within the Latino community. So we're looking at cultural norms, we're looking at language. Um, so excited to have this a great psychologist from Puerto Rico who's gonna be joining us. In addition to looking at raising children as a single parent. Um, and all those issues in terms of having a bleeding disorder, what does that look like? And just you know, having all of that um, responsibility on, on just one person. So those are some of, the, some of the great gems that I'm really looking forward to and that I've actually personally have had the opportunity to be, you know, be part of you know, putting those together. And then the last one is our intersection component, where we're also looking at um, the Latinx community, looking at uh, Muslim communities, um, and looking at just the different components that we're bringing in more culture um, and paying more attention to inclusivity. Fantastic. I mean, it's obviously important, but to hear you describe the sessions being offered and the thinking around them, it's, it's an important topic that's being executed very thoughtfully and with, it seems like, a nice array of people who have value to offer new people to the community. You mentioned some new people who um, will be speaking on this. So I'm, I'm excited for those sessions as well. I feel like you'd be excited for any session that John talked about, though. Like the way you <laughs> describe it just makes it feel so like warm and, and available and accessible. I'm like, I, I want to go to all of those. I don't understand Spanish, but maybe John makes it feel like I will enjoy it anyway. And, and, you, and, you, and you probably will. You know, Patrick, I think that's what you're, you're summing it up, because I think what everybody brings to this conference from the NHF perspective is that passion and compassion. You know, this mm. conference takes practically a year. You know, once, once BDC is over, we already start planning for the next year. But, you know, we really do a lot of work in terms of bringing in the community to help us plan these sessions. And so we really have our pulse or hope to have our pulse on what are those issues and the needs from the community. So thanks for picking up on that. And yeah, come to our Spanish session. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll text you some of the, uh, the answers or some of the information in English. Promise. You know, as we say in the poker world, po verbal's binding. Yes, so absolutely. That, that's the commitment right there. Absolutely. I'm getting texts from John about what's actually happening as I just pick <laughs> up on every sixth word and yeah. try to guess. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, John. Nicole, I want to bring you back into the conversation because I know you and your colleagues have spent a lot of time on the ultra-rare bleeding disorders sessions and the receptions, the offerings. We've talked about Super 7 here on the podcast before. It's a part of what you talk about in the Science Fair, which is part of the virtual exhibit hall. Nicole's featured there talking about the rare community in Super 7 as well. Can you tell us a little bit more about the ultra-rares track, and are, are there any other tracks or offerings that you are you particularly excited about? Yes. 
Amazing question. And like the ultra rares, just we're really like coming up in this world. And I'm very excited for what we have to offer this year. I would say that we have our ultra rare track. And there are two sessions that I want to highlight. So they're called Practical Tips for Navigating Life. And they're both pretty much similar, but one goes through from birth to young adulthood. Then the other goes from adulthood to like your adult like your older years. So I've heard there's like this really cool moderator. He's pretty amazing. That's moderating these sessions. Would you happen to know him? Maybe. Don't know. Maybe Haven't heard a thing you? about it. I will be there though. I will. Oh. I will. Yes. I am helping out with those sessions. Very happy to be there. Um, and hanging out with the ultra rares. Thank you, Nicole. Very exciting. And in addition, we have a hot topics and, and you know, a new research for the ultra rares with the one and only Dr. Nugent. Um, in addition, we have Maria Santella from our team who will talk a little bit about the state of the science as well. And I, this is one of the things I'm most excited for because it has been a long work in progress, but our ultra rare fact booklets for factor seven, for factor 10 and 13 deficiency, in addition to glansman thrombocenia, we'll launch at virtual BDC this year. So um, I'm encouraging anyone to check them out that are interested at the conference. Um, but those are some things I'm definitely excited about for the conference. Right on. Thanks for sharing. And to the point that, again, Kate brought up earlier about you don't necessarily have to be a social worker to go to that session if it's something that's really appealing to you. Um, as moderator of two of these ultra rare sessions and having gone through the rehearsals and hearing patient perspective, caregiver's perspective, clinician perspective on these different transition points, whether you have an ultra rare bleeding disorder or not, these are great sessions and you're getting perspective from patient, caregiver and clinician. Many of the tips and many of the practical tips, they're applicable for anybody with a bleeding disorder of any kind. There are some stuff in there that are specific to ultra rares, but don't think that's a session that you wouldn't benefit from if it's something that piques your interest. I would in fact highly recommend it. Okay, Kate, I want to ask one more question for you, and then uh, Mel, I'll turn the tables your way. You mentioned before how you know last year's wasn't a planned virtual event, so it was a, as a process of adapting and, like the rest of the world, kind of just figuring out how to go forward as productively as possible. This year was planned, and you had last year that you could learn from. Is there anything specific that you learned from last year's event that you were able to build upon from this year's within education? We're taking 10-minute breaks in between sessions. It does not sound very important, but we know people sitting at a screen like all afternoon is just going to be too much. So, I mean, it's the little things I think that are going to pay off. Um, yes, yeah, it so is. On the consumer track and most, we have tried to align across all of our tracks, you know, most of the core, you know, sessions, most of them will be in the afternoon Eastern Standard Time so that folks in the morning on the West Coast or even in Alaska, Hawaii can still join us. Um, and then into the evening on, on the East Coast. Every single night they will be programming into the evening, but really trying to break it up a little bit so people can watch one of those on-demand yoga or meditation videos should they need it or have a bio break, grab some food. So that's one, one key thing that we learned to uh, sort of decrease that franticness that we all were talking about before of the in-person racing to the next thing. It can still feel that way a little bit in virtual, so how can we minimize that? I think for us the biggest thing is, you know, really like, like has already been brought up, hey, we know we might be able to reach communities that normally couldn't attend in person because of travel restrictions and just the challenges of taking time off work. So how can we make sure that it's accessible to everyone and people know that? Little details about the conference that are important to know, you know, and navigating and making it as easy as possible. Not 
everybody has great Wi-Fi. There can be some frustrations navigating tech, so making sure our conference and travel services team has done such an amazing job trying to make sure we're supporting the community as well as staff. Through all these tech changes, we are using a different platform than last year, so all the staff had to relearn it. It'll be easy for all of you on the, on the attendee end, but for us it was really something else to learn, and we are going to be behind the scenes actually like pressing, you know, record and play and all of these things to make sure it all all happens this year. But I think the biggest thing was really thinking about what are the kinds of content that makes sense in a virtual environment and in a virtual large conference environment and what maybe do we hold off for next year, the next time we can have a smaller session where we can do more breakout rooms and candid conversations and things like that. So um, we are using some interactive polling features and Mentimeter. There's going to be a Kahoot trivia. So for those who like the interaction and want to be part of it, there's going to be some opportunities in the virtual space for you to do that. And then for others, it's going to feel more like a webinar where you, know, you can still ask questions and answers but it'll be more presenting. But we want to make sure it's not just from, you know, what's typically defined as the experts to us. The experts of the community, that, that's a broad definition. It's patients, it's families, it is healthcare providers. So bringing all of those voices to the table um, is really just an amazing opportunity. That again, we have a speaker from from Ireland, Nicole Scotland. Um, so like it's speakers Ireland. that maybe yeah that might be a challenge to bring. We are now able to do that. So those kinds of things have just been so amazing in, in virtual, and we're excited to to share that all with you guys in a few weeks. Hey, listeners, I hope you're enjoying this BDC preview party with our friends over at NHF. This is just a quick timeout to let you know that the Bloodstream podcast is made possible by our presenting sponsor, Takeda. Yes, that's right, Takeda. Takeda's got this website, bleedingdisorders.com, where you can learn all about Takeda's resources for and commitment to the bleeding disorders community. Takeda believes in a world free of bleeds and are dedicated more than ever in their efforts to offer a wide range of programs and support to help patients throughout their treatment journey, wherever on that journey they may be. You can learn more by simply visiting bleedingdisorders.com. One more time, that's bleedingdisorders.com. And now, back to the interview. I, I'm just inspired by the creativity of our entire team and really looking at how we can make this really exciting. I know um, I'm going to plug a, a quick session in the chapter track, of course, because that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> but we uh, we really looked at last year we had to pivot virtually and we did a reception where we took a, um, a tour of a virtue of a farm. Um, and I know that sounds really crazy, but it was one of the most enjoyable sessions. We just got to walk around and meet all these animals in a virtual space um, and they walked us around. It, it was just, it was relaxing and it was enjoyable. And so this year um, we're going to do a really um, creative session. It's uh, rock balancing um, for meditation. So it's really meant for mindfulness. Um, and so we will be sending out rock kits. Um, I shouldn't say rocks. They're crystals that we will be sending out to um, to all of the participants. And we have a professional rock balancer who is going to um, really teach us about um, balancing rocks as a form of mindfulness and um, peacefulness. So we're really excited about that. And and um, I think the exciting part is, is that it does give us a chance to be creative and, it, and it's different um, and it's kind of exciting. So just wanted to plug that little one because it's going to be super fun. <laughs> wow. Mel, we got to book the professional rock balancer for the podcast because I, I have a lot of questions <laughs> that we do not have time you for. You know, I think it's actually a great time to remind our listeners that you can register for the BDC and rock balance 
rebalancing <laughs> for free right now by going to hemophilia.org. Um, this all sounds so exciting. Um, and I know I said that this is uh, only my second BDC and that I am was nervous and overwhelmed. Now I'm feeling a little less nervous and overwhelmed. But something I would like to share about myself that maybe you don't know, that I, Mel Forrest, um, I love to know what's really going on. Like I, I like to know the gossip, the insider scoop. So as I find myself today with some powerful insiders, I've just got to ask, what are some of the best kept secrets or hidden pearls of the BDC? Good question. Who dares take that on first? I'm happy to take that on first because I know all the secrets. I'm like you, Mel. I like to be in the loop and know it all, all the deets. Um, so I would say to start is our inhibitor and rare networking hours. Um, our friends from Gut Monkey are going to join us. So similar to Chrissy's, it's going to be a blast. We don't have rock balancing, but we have a lot of other fun activities to really like get engaged and moving and laugh. And the inhibitor one is on Wednesday, August 25th. And that's at 6 p.m. And the rare one is on Friday, August 27th at 2 p.m. You can also find all that on our website under like, you know, that lovely agenda. And additionally, I have two more and I swear I'm done. But the VWD track. So I actually myself have VWD, a vulnerable brand disease, and I've never been really part of the VWD track. So this is really my first year being able to shape and mold some sessions. I think I had adult men last year. So particularly one, I am, which was great, by the way. I love my adult men. They were very good sessions. But this one was really near and dear to my heart. You're welcome. We like, oh my God, Patrick, you are one of the older adults now. How old have you known each other? This is crazy. We're adults now? Hey, we, it's too long. There's a, I mean, there's so much gray and the longer it grows, the more obvious it becomes. So it, there's, yeah, there's a lot there, Nicole. Oh, well, fingers crossed. I don't have any grays yet. <laughs> um, <sighs> but yes, yeah, for the VWD track, there's particularly a session called VWD and sexism. And this has been something that I've been very aware of for a long time that different women and men, boys and girls struggle with. So this session is going to have the amazing, amazing Angela Wayward, and she'll be moderating the session. And we have a lot of others who are going to share their experiences and some of the language they use to get the care that they need. Because I think sometimes it's not about what you say, it's also how you say it and your tone and all of those things. So some great advocates there. And then last, I will never forget... But one of my favorites is the Teen Impact Awards. Um, mm-hmm. This is something I sincerely look forward to. We get to hear from the best and brightest youth in the community. And it's just something it keeps me motivated that I look forward to and is passionate. And I think that you might even see me at the awards. Who knows? But um, that is really like another really amazing secret that we get to see our youth and what they've been doing all year. And they've been doing a lot, even with COVID. So Those are my secrets. I hope you like those, Mel. Check them out. I do. I do. I'm glad we're recording this. Any more secrets? Well, I don't know if I would say secret here, but uh, great opportunities. And probably for the second time in the history of of our BDC. And and Mel, thank you for saying, you know, www.hemophilia.org to go register. But what's also important about that is that anybody can attend. And when I say anybody, I don't just mean folks that are already part of the community, but folks that are part of the community by a second or third or fourth generation, a friend, a family member, a teacher, a mentor. This is an opportunity for the community to really share to the world and to their world, to their communities, to their churches, to their synagogues, to you know people who they work out with, to folks who they practice yoga with or Pilates or Pelotons or whatever, to get everybody to be involved. Because if it affects one of us, it affects all of us. 
And when we talk about community, it's not those folks that are already part of the bleeding community, but those folks that are supporting and that are, you know, are the caretakers. So that's what I'm really excited about, especially this year that we can really push that forward. The second one, of course, as, you know, as we started off this conversation, is talking about mindfulness. And you know, that's a great you know, presentation that I'm definitely gonna be going to, Christy. So I'm gonna sneak into that one that you're talking about in terms of you know, the rock balancing. But we have, as I said, nine sessions devoted for yoga and meditation at all different levels. And three of them are in Spanish. So again, really working towards that inclusivity and bringing folks together. So those are the two you know, secrets or gems that I'm really excited about. And I really do hope that, you know, for our listeners here, that they actually spread the news and let other folks know that, hey, this is open to all communities. Hey, learn what I'm going through. You know, l listen to this doctor. This doctor's really helped me out. Um, and then also the plethora of speakers that, you know, we have access to that, you know, normally somebody wouldn't be able to have, you know, depending on where they are in the world. So those are the three things that I'm really excited about, and those are the secrets that I'd like to share with you all. And Mel, I don't know if I have any secrets either. Um, you know, I wish I had some good gossip. That would make this very exciting. <laughs> but, but I will tell you where to find the secrets are at, at the networking hours. Um, really, it's a wonderful opportunity to connect with peers, talk. That's really where the magic happens, is in those networks. And, and the, good, uh, the good gossip happens there, too. <laughs> but I really think that, you know, the networking hours are really an opportunity to, to come together. And, and especially not being in person where we're used to those hugs and those chats in the hallway or the bathroom or wherever we see people. Um, you know, the, the, we can't do that this year. So I really think those networking hours are really a great opportunity. The other thing that I really, really um, love is the award ceremony that NHF does. I think it, it, I find it amazingly inspiring to see people in the community who have dedicated their lives, who have dedicated their time and their talent and their treasure to the bleeding disorders community. And, and it, it, it reminds me what an honor it is to be a part of this um, organization and this community that's so loving and giving. Um, and, and, and it just inspires me every single time I see it. And, and I do have to say that I'm, I'm super excited. Um, this year we will be giving out the first annual Ziggy Douglas Memorial Youth and Innovative mm. Programming. And I know that you guys did a podcast on Ziggy. I worked with him in Hawaii. Um, so he's not only important to me and the Hawaii community and NHF, but the entire bleeding disorders community. And we're super honored to give the first annual um, Innovation and Youth Programming um, Award in his honor. So um, we're super excited oh, wow. about that. Well, that makes me a little emotional. I, it's still hard to believe sometimes. I mean, there's uh, it, just so much energy and vitality from him. It just, it's still hard to believe. And, and we haven't seen each other in all so long that, you know, it's not as though I've been to so many events now without Ziggy around. So it's, I feel like it's going to take a while to kind of really set in for, for me, but that's wonderful. I didn't know that. That's, that's really lovely to hear. John, I want to pick up, you mentioned inviting people into the, the conference. So if someone, whether they're a, a, a patient or a caregiver, or if it's a friend of a patient or caregiver, let's say they only want to attend the, the rock balancing session, for example, can you register to attend only one session or is there a minimum requirement? How does that work? 
Uh, well, you know, we're, we're making sure that everybody's going to everything. <laughs> Actually, no, of course not. You know, we want, uh, we, we want you to, you know, look through the menu and through the diverse sessions that we offer, and you can pick and choose. You know, the most important thing, though, is that you register. And whether you go to one session or 20 sessions, that's up to you. Um, but also, some of these sessions are also going to be on demand. So let's just say that something may not fit into your, you know, in, into your calendar. There's other sessions that you can look through that are going to be available to you. So we want, again, we really want to stress for folks to register and to be a part of as many sessions as possible. So maybe you're just going in for the gossip, right, for the networking hour, or maybe you're really interested, you know, in going to, you know, sexism and VWD, you know, looking at what's more important to you and also your community. So thanks for asking that, because a lot of people are like, oh, I can't go to all of them. You know, that's not the goal here. We want you to be specific to the sessions that are important to you um, and that you're also interested about. And how will NHF be communicating with people about and during the BDC? Uh, so we, um, so through social media, um, what's really unique this year is that we have most of our speakers, we have their social handles. So we're going to be able to, you're going to be able to communicate also with some of the speakers that way. We're also through email and then our website, you know, hemophilia.org. Always go there, up-to-date information. And if anything is happening that's new and exciting, always go there. So those are the three main components to connect with us and for us to actually get that message out there as well. So we are just about coming up on our time before we wrap. And thank you again for being here. And I'm curious before we wrap, is there any final word or bit of advice about the conference or heads up or anything at all that you'd like to leave listeners with before we wrap up? Whoever would like to jump in first. So I guess I'll, I'll go first. I, you know, one of my taglines that I'm known for at the organization is create the possibilities. <laughs> and, you know, we've certainly created the possibilities to create the best educational experience for folks to have from the fun components to the real nitty gritty components. Um, so that's one of the things that I'm really excited about. But more importantly, if we flip that, ask the viewers to create the possibilities to find the time, right? Because time exists, but it's what we do with it that counts. So let's find the time, not just to register, but to participate and also Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your churches, tell the people that are part of your inner circle and outer circle that this is happening and there's some great information. And if you care about me, this is something that you can come to. And maybe it's just coming to the networking. Maybe it's just coming to a yoga session, but come find out what my community is about. And I think that's what's really special this year. That's really cool. And, and that gives me actually a different perspective too on how to talk about the conference because I'm, I'm not used to thinking about it as something that is so applicable or could be, could be so accessible to the people in my network. I, it's, it's a really good point. The virtual environment creates a different opportunity, but it's one that we have to seize. It doesn't just materialize by itself. It's an opportunity we have to make happen. Yeah, absolutely, Patrick. And again, let's create the possibilities to bring all different components of our communities together to be as one, because that's what this is really about. So, Nicole, I saw you uh, doing the, the John impression there in the background as he was speaking. So I'll, I'll turn to you to go next. Is there anything else you would like to share other than your impressions of your colleagues? Right. Well, that was like an insane response to that. So that was like a really good response. But I think that John tells me this like daily, like create the possibilities. And I think it's just such an important thing to make an effort and, and try. So, you know, like he was talking about, like, invite your school nurse to come check out the basics of EWD. 
you know, or like send your super seven. But I think that they're just different components, whether it's like the materials that we offer there that they can pass out to others if they don't actually have time to go to the session. Or like, as we said, they're on record. So if you want to go and pick a particular one, you can go watch it on record, but also try to make connections. I think that we have a lot of fantastic panelists who would be more than willing, like if you did reach out and ask for their contact, they'd be more than willing to reach out and have a talk with you. I think some of the magic really happens during like the consumer panels that include providers and affected individuals. But sometimes that's the moment where like the aha moment is. It's like, wow, I finally met another person that went through that and I'm not the only one. Kind of how Kate was talking about the individual who went into the factory 13 room and was like, never met anybody and I'm 64. So I think those are just a few things that people should hone in on and really just try to make some connections with, with somebody because we're all kind of stuck at home right now. So connect virtually. <laughs> I think there is just really something for everyone at the conference. And there's really a lot of opportunities. And I always challenge people to um, step outside your comfort zone and maybe try a session that you think, oh gosh, you know, that really doesn't apply to me or, oh, I've never done yoga or, oh, there's some crazy rock balancing going on or whatever it may be. <laughs> I really encourage the people to, to challenge themselves to maybe join something that they wouldn't think applies to them or that they wouldn't think because I think that's where we all grow and that's where we all learn. And, and maybe you'll meet somebody in there that you connect with and then you have a discussion. And, and like, like you know, John and, and Nicole both said, that's where the magic happens is in the connections. And so I just encourage people to try something different and step outside the box and do to try a little something different. And, and see if it works for you. Great suggestion. Yeah, that's a great that's a great suggestion. And one last thing to add here is our virtual booth. How have we not been talking about the virtual booth where you can download? You know, we've got some great inf educational information there for folks from our Better You Know campaign, educational materials. Nice plug in there. Uh, but also, you know, our Super Seven. But again, you know, if there's that's something that you can do at any time. You know, go to the virtual booth. You know, go through some of that education materials and download them, look at them and share them. Again, if nothing else, you know, knowledge is power. And what we do with that knowledge is so important. And as a former professor, I tell my students, if you've got some knowledge, do something about it. Share it, mm -hmm. empower and re-empower other folks. And that virtual booth is about that exactly. Oh, fantastic. I'm glad you brought that in here at the end. Kate, let's let's see if we can get you one more time. Kate, do we have Kate Namaker with us? Kate, over. I know. Can you hear me? Can Did she me? just leave us? <laughs> you know, she, I, she's here. I think she's here. Her video's off, but maybe her audio. So maybe she's just disconnected. But we, she's here. She's talking in the chat. She's verifying. She's here, listeners. She's been a part of this conversation. She's putting stuff in the chat for us as we go. So she's staying committed even through the technical problems. Um, and, and thank you, Kate, Nicole, John, and Christy. Uh, I know I speak for Mel and I. It's been a pleasure to have you guys with us today. Thank you. Thank you. I love the create possibilities, find the time, and you can also find the links to register for NHF's Bleeding Disorders Conference, for the interactive program guide, for the speaker social media handles list, and so much more in the program notes of this episode and on the episode's webpage on bloodstreammedia.com. When in doubt, hemophilia.org, and we will see you all August 25th to the 28th at the virtual BDC. Thanks all. Thank you all for coming. Thank you once again, John, Nicole, Christy, and Kate. Thank you for being there even when you weren't there. Appreciate you. I don't even know what happened. I think she's fine. I think that's the important news. She's, I think she's okay. Yeah. We'll check in. We'll make sure, but <laughs> most likely she's fine. Uh, reminder, you can sign up for the BDC right now for free by visiting 
Oh, Mel, what is that site again? Whyhemophilia.org. Of, of course. Of course, hemophilia.org. That's right. Um, and you'll also find more information about the conference there, the interactive program, and all that good stuff. You can also follow links in the program notes or on the episode page of bloodstreammedia.com if you prefer. Reminder that Bloodstream will be streaming during the conference. We're going to start it on the 26th, that Thursday. We're going to start it that morning here uh, in the Pacific. In the Pacific, <laughs> as it were, in California. Um, I think we're aiming for a 9 a.m. start time, and we'll, Amy and I will be streaming for a few hours, and you never know who might drop on by. Mel might be there. If the mail carrier comes through, we might bring that person. Anybody could drop in to the stream. It's a stream. Uh, we have the talent show the night before, don't we? We do on the 25th. Tell us about that. Oh my gosh, it's so exciting. We've brought together people from the bleeding disorders community to show their talents and it's a really wide range. It's really awesome. It's going to be the 25th, the night before Teen Impact Awards at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, tune in, look out for that. Super talented individuals, super excited. Cool. I've seen pieces of it, but I haven't seen it all come together. So I'm I'm looking forward to seeing it all come together. And then, as you mentioned, we have the Teen Impact Awards the following night. That's on the 26th, same day that we start doing the streaming. So make sure that you are tuned in for that. Bloodstreammedia.com is where you can go to learn about our announcements and activities during the BDC, or you can follow Bloodstream Media or myself on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and I'm on LinkedIn. You can find me there. Go LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn. Amy, yeah. Mel knows it's cool, Amy. She's coming <laughs> around, though. She's coming around, I'm telling you. Um, Mel, this was really fun. We haven't gotten to do this before, so thank you for being willing to, to step in and, and join me here on Bloodstream. Thank you for having me. This was super fun. And um, I'm holding you accountable for having me back. You said it here. I did. you got to bring me back. Um, binding. Yep. And uh, I'm just really excited for BDC. Like we said, there's a lot of really great gems in uh, this year's, you know, BDC. So. There are. There are. <laughs> and it's super accessible. It's as accessible to everyone as it will probably ever be. Mm -hmm. So make use of that hemophilia.org. Uh, thanks as well to Greg and the Bloodstream team. Thank you all for listening. And please remember to rate, review, and share the Bloodstream podcast on social media. Or you can just tell people. But however you share it, sharing is the best way we reach new people. Thanks as always to Kata for being the presenting sponsor of the Bloodstream podcast, bleedingdisorders.com, to learn more. Or visit myfactorfam.com. Wherever your bleeding disorder takes you, Takeda is there to support you. Have a bleeding disorders or health topic you'd like to hear Bloodstream discuss? Yes. Is there an expert or guest that you're dying to hear from? There is. Want to inquire about casting opportunities for Bloodstream's narrative and docu-styled podcast series? I think I do. Email us at mailbag at bloodstreammedia.com. Okay. Or connect with Bloodstream Media on social media. Okay. You'll find Bloodstream Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. You guys are everywhere. Check out the program notes for this episode in your podcast player or on bloodstreammedia.com, where you will find links and information related to the stories and segments featured on this episode. I am your host, Patrick James Lynch. And I am me, Mel Forrest. <laughs> and until next time, you take self-care of yourself. Bye, everybody. Bye. Talk to you soon. <laughs>